Hello, everyone, and welcome to Art and Rural Knowledge, the podcast. I'm Adele. So how, are, how, <laughs> so how is everyone's week? It has been a tough week for me. I won't lie about that. My partner and I have both succumbed to the flu, and our house is a den of sickness and bored dogs. And it's been a really unproductive week. (sighs) And that's okay. I have a mission today. Today, I must forge ahead and give you a story. A story about a time where I was more productive and stronger and doing something pretty badass. I know I don't feel like it right now. I haven't left the house much. I'm pretty uh, sniffly and complainy. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I hate being sick. Um, but in any case, uh, let's get back to our story from last week where I began to talk to you about tanning a bear hide. So let's talk about bear hides. I mentioned last week that I would share some websites that were useful, um, but to be honest, I went back and I realized I kind of just read a pile of websites and watched a lot of videos, and there really wasn't one or two good sources. I just gathered as much as I could and then made a plan based on all of the stuff that I researched. So I guess it isn't very helpful, but um, that's what I did. There are endless variations of how to tan and preserve hides. Uh, Some involve chemicals that you would buy specifically for the process. Um, Some of the crazy recipes used things like batteries. So I didn't really feel comfortable uh, using chemicals or batteries or anything like that, I just figured that I would uh, find a way to do it naturally. And I'd heard of using brain as a natural tanner, uh, and although disgusting, it did seem like the most efficient option. I read a bit about uh, the chemicals that you can buy. There would be one that would be specifically for tanning, and then a special oil that you would use. Um, And it didn't seem overly complicated, but the thing with the brains is that it is all there. The tannins, the oil, everything you need in this neat little package inside the terrifying skin to skull of a black bear. (laughs) So Adam retrieved the brains And I am very grateful to have someone that can really tackle the tough stuff, you know, take out the trash, retrieve the brains. (laughs) I'm a lucky girl. I know that. (laughs) So as I said last week, Adam removed the brains by disconnecting the lower jaw and getting at them from the back. The skull was then buried inside an anthill to be retrieved at a later date. We put the brains Uh, on ice in a cooler because there were a few other steps before we needed to use them and we wanted to keep them fresh. Uh, (laughs) We So at this point we have the hide under salt and it stays that way for three days. After the three days we lifted the hide, shook it off, got as much salt off as we could and there was a pretty serious amount of salt on there. Uh, So once the bulk of that was off, I then rinsed the hide and took a small amount of dish soap and washed the fur, which was surprisingly clean considering it was a bear. I mean, it was dirty, but like giving a dog a bath, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It's important to note that I didn't submerge the hide. I just used 
the hose to rinse it off, just a small amount of soap um, because I didn't want to slip the fur. So this is when the fur uh, falls out. You can slip fur by soaking it um, or, or using too much soap or whatever. Um, and I really didn't want to do that because the fur is really what I wanted to have. So I was pretty careful not to do anything to cause that. So once I had the hide cleaned up, I set to work with my knife again and cut uh, away any parts that were still kind of fleshy or fatty from around the outer edge. It was difficult when fleshing out to really remove everything from the outer edges, like in that first uh, stage of scraping and fleshing out. Certainly the center was the easiest to scrape because it was pulled taut and around the edges you have nails that are stretching out the hide so you kind of have to contend with those and it's looser around the outer edges so it's it's just really hard to get everything off so I thought better safe than sorry and I'm going to cut this away clean it up a bit and um, at this point you can kind of shape the fur into a little bit of a neater rug shape. So I was kind of going for a sheepskin shape for the rug. This isn't a bear rug that was going to have, you know, the head and the claws and all of that stuff. That's definitely <laughs> out of um, our range of ability at this stage because it's the first time that we've done something like this. Uh, so we were really just going for a nice, simple rug shape. So I then... After uh, kind of cleaning it up and washing it up, I then draped it over a wooden rack and leaned it on the house uh, in the sunniest spot and allowed it to dry. So we let it sun dry for three days, putting it in the shed at night and then taking it out to hang in the sun during the day. We were really lucky that it was sunny, but still cool enough. There were very little flies. And at this point, the flies didn't really seem to care anyway. At this stage, it's it's really like a rawhide. It was very hard, dry and very, you know, preserved from the salt and getting pretty tough. Uh, I would scrape it a bit each day and kind of kept an eye on it. And uh, by this stage, it looks really good. And meanwhile, we've got brains hanging out in the cooler. We made sure to keep on ice so it stayed cool. You could probably put uh, the brains in the refrigerator, but I wasn't going to do that. I'm definitely not that hardcore. <laughs> the brains can stay in a cooler. Uh, at this stage, I hadn't actually looked at the brains yet. I was going to save that for when I actually had to. And so once the hide had plenty of time in the sun, it was time to tan the hide. So the tanning solution is created by slowly heating the brains with about a cup of water. You don't want to bring it to a boil. You just want to heat it uh, and you're stirring it and kind of mashing up the brains to make a kind of paste solution. For this, we made sure we wore gloves. Always <laughs> wear gloves when dealing with brain because you'll want to. It's pretty gross. And, you know, also special cautions should always be made when dealing with raw bear because of trichinosis. It's a thing. It's a parasite. That's also the reason why we cook pork thoroughly. Pigs like bear can also carry this crappy 
parasite. But definitely, you know, you get trichinosis from ingesting uh, raw meat, not just from dealing with it. So we were pretty safe, but it's still, you know, it's good to wear gloves. Anyway, that is neither here nor there because we are talking about cooking brain and it is as gross as it sounds. Adam and I had to take turns stirring because of how horrible it was. The only way that I can explain it is that it had a smell and the smell wasn't necessarily unpleasant, but you know, you know what the pink solution stringy paste is and the fact that it has a smell (laughs) at all is enough to make it generally really disgusting so once we have our paste made up I forget how long we heated it for but I feel like we just heated it uh, until the consistency felt right so we were kind of mashing it up with our hands to break everything up And then we poured the solution over the hide and worked it in. We tried to be careful not to get any on the fur, but this was impossible. We definitely got it on the fur around the outer edges, but that was okay because we could cut it down later. And you don't want to get the tanning solution on the fur because it will also it could also slip the first. Of course, we didn't want that. But really, it was very difficult to control the solution. So we did get it on the outer edges of the fur. But in the end, that didn't matter, as we just ended up cutting that stuff away after the tanning stage. But I did want to say that as gross as preparing the brains and working them into the hide was, it was actually very cool. It was so exciting to think that it might actually work, especially because of how crazy the whole process was. It was like fitting all of the puzzle pieces together. And I was talking last week about this idea of communicating with the past through, you know, the processes of, of making things and working with different tools and these traditional methods. So This is really, the tanning was really some kind of magic. (laughs) Like, it was really when the light bulb came on that we were like, oh, this is actually, this actually might work. And if it does work, nature is amazing. And so once we rubbed the hide with the tanning solution, we simply just folded it up and left it in the shed for another three days. And what was truly incredible about this is that you would think that after three days, it would be really disgusting. This is the beginning of October. It is cool out, but not freezing. And by all intents and purposes, this should have been nasty when we unfolded it. But it wasn't. It was perfect. It actually looked like a raw leather with just some flaky film on it. The hide completely absorbed the tanning solution. We then scraped down the hide, trimmed around the edges again to get rid of all of the stuff that had uh, the tanning solution on it, and then we proceeded to break the hide. (laughs) Or I guess I should say we attempted to. Now, breaking the hide is when you work the hide over something like a stump or log or cutoff tree, anything that you can find that you can run the hide over to soften it. We did not do this step nearly as much as was advised. This was partially because we were making 
a rug and we didn't need it to be as supple, but mostly because it was tremendously hard to do. And the hide was big and heavy and awkward and it was physically exhausting. So after about half an hour, maybe 20 minutes, we bailed on breaking and just went straight for smoking the hide. So to smoke the hide, we made a tripod structure with large sticks or actually I think they were alder logs, so small logs, and (laughs) draped the hide over this structure and then placed it over top of the fire pit. And we made a very small apple wood fire uh, with lots of smoke, so it was a very tiny fire but we tried to get a lot of smoke going. We didn't use anything like soft wood or spruce because the resin in the smoke would gum up the hide and the fur, and we didn't want to do that. So hardwood was a good choice for this. And we had, um, you know, a little pile of applewood left over from when we did some clearing a couple years ago. Uh, So we continued to smoke the hide for three days, (laughs) taking it in at night and, and then putting it out to smoke during the day. And smoking is the last stage. So this preserves the hide and ensures that it will be kept safe from bugs. So really up until this point, we had no idea that it was actually going to work. When it was finished smoking, the hide felt like a rough leather. Uh, It smelled extremely smoky. I had to wash it a couple times to try and cut the smoke smell as it was a little too strong to have in the house. It was really, really smoky. I washed the hide in the bathtub and was careful not to let it soak or to use so much too much soap. In between washes, it hung in the studio and eventually the smoke smell lessened. But this did take uh, like a month or two. I didn't mind it being in the studio and being smoky, but I didn't want it in the house. It definitely smelled very strong, like a campfire. But after, uh, having it hanging in the studio for a while, it's definitely mellowed out. So now we have a black bear rug. Uh, the longevity of this piece is questionable. It may not last forever, but so far so good. It remains in good condition. The fur hasn't slipped and the hide is still really well preserved. So this is all, you know, very admittedly long and ridiculous thing to try and achieve, but I definitely feel the better for it. And oddly, even though the whole thing was time consuming and super gross, it was one of the most rewarding processes that I'd ever attempted. And I'm not certain that it's entirely from the finished product that I got. I think the process was fascinating and taking on the challenge, even though it wasn't necessarily practical, was very rewarding. And it also felt really good to use more of the animal. I always wanted a sheepskin, but I never really had the extra income to buy one. So now I have something that is a little less refined, but means a great deal more to me. So that's my story of how I tanned a bear hide. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope that you are all enjoying the February sun. This time of year is always a little bit of a treat because the sun is coming out a little bit stronger every day. The days are getting a little bit longer bit by bit. So that always feels really good. Uh, All right. Well, (laughs) we'll see you next week. Bye.